You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're starting again, the beginning of Perak Lamed Beis. <clears throat> the Baal Tanya says as follows, in Perek Lamed Aleph, Perek Lamed, Perek Chavtes, the Balatanya is talking about how a person's plan in order to reach a sense of true Avodah Hashem and true Kim HaMitzvahs is that his Gashmias, his world of Gashmias should not be too important in his eyes. That cannot be the Ikr, that can only be a Tuffle, that can't be the main part of one's life, that has to be the uh, a periphery. But if a person's simcha is a simcha of the nefesh, now of course, these words are always easier said than done. They were very attached to Gashmi many years ago. We were talking about that one of the Hashkaba Minyanim, about uh, Misa, about death, and what they say in both the Svarim HaKadoshim and in other sources, like uh, talk about uh, sources from other uh, spiritual teachings. They often talk about how um, death for someone who is um, very, very, very attached to the world of Gashmi is a very painful experience. But for those who are uh, living a world, and even in this world, their lives are not about Gashmi. Certainly we are human beings and we're physical, so we have things that are Gashmias. But if one's life is mainly focused around Ruchnias, not Gashmias, and by the way, we mentioned last week that this is not necessarily the person who is doing Torah and Mitzvahs person can be doing Torah and Mitzvahs his whole life and still not be living a life of Ruchnius. This might be the biggest Chiddush that one could possibly say, but it's absolutely true and correct. person can be doing Torah and Mitzvahs and still living a life. His Torah and Mitzvahs are also Bederach Gashmius. We'll try to explain more what that means. And more important than explaining what it means, try to explain how to free oneself from that type of um, Mahalach. But what he says here is that if a person wants <coughs> to truly connect to mitzvahs, to Torah, to his soul, to the Rabbanu Shalom. So, simchas simchas ha-nefesh levada. A person's simcha has to be the simcha of the nefesh. When a person's life is a simcha of the nefesh, so when the nefesh leaves the gashmi, it's not so difficult. The Gemara describes the misas nishika, which is the misa of Moshe, the misa of Aaron, is like, it's just taking a piece of hair out of the milk. It's very, it's, it's smooth. It's not as opposed to the example of the, the most severe form of death, which would be described by someone who's completely attached and rooted in the Olam HaGashmi, attached to his belongings, attached to his house, attached to his car, attached to his body, attached to his muscles, attached to all the things that are Gashmias. So the Gemara describes that type of death. When his neshama leaves, it's like pulling out a needle from inside a, a ball of steel wool. If you try to get something out from the, it, it's like you can't get it out. The whole thing becomes, you know, completely torn and, and, and ripped, you know, from the, from the inside out. It's almost an impossible, you know, task to do. That's the, that's the most difficult form of Misa. This is the Misa's Nashika, and then we call the Misa's Askara. So here he describes that if a person is interested in life of Simchas Han, of, of Torah Mitzvahs in the proper way, so that's what he calls a Simchas Hanefesh, not a Simchas Haguf. <coughs> Now, we mentioned last week, we quoted the Bulvavi Mishkan Evna, Ravi Tamar Schwartz, who talks about this a lot, and he talks about, I mentioned to the doctor, the doctor um, looked at his uh, video, what you want, how was the, you mentioned, how was the video, something? Yeah, yeah. 
It's an incredible, uh, it's a 17 minute video that you can get on bulvavi.net where this gone, this real gone as a young man is telling how he was learning three sadarim a day and his Torah is full of Torah, full of mitzvahs and he just feels that it's not, he's not, he's not a man of ruchnis. <laughs> so it's a, that in itself is a funny thing. And he feels empty and he's going from this person to that person to the next person. Gadon, no one knows what he's talking about. He's just like, you know, just learn another blot. Gemara, kiss the mezuzah a little stronger, you know, try to have a holy thought. And no one's getting it until finally he writes a number of svarim telling us about his particular path. But I just want to, I just want to mention one thing about the difference between a life of, of ruchnis and a difference of a life of gashmis. This doesn't necessarily mean Jewish and not Jewish. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not necessarily only for Jews. It's clear. It's poshant and clear to anyone who is, who is honest that someone who is bichlal, nothing to do with Yiddishkeit, he's not Jewish, he's not from, he's not nothing, he's not, he's not attached to Torah and mitzvahs, can be living a, a spiritual life. He's living a life of, 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 he's not attached to the world of Gashmias. Many people like that. Many people like that. We have a lot to learn from the simple non-Jewish person who is not interested in a big home. He's not interested in big cars. He's happy to be a uh, post office person. And he makes his living and he's with his family. He spends time on the farm. It's a beautiful life. And somehow, for some reason, we get very caught up. For some reason. Sometimes the situation almost requires us to, you know, up it by... We do it to ourselves. But then we get very caught up in the Gashmi. So a person could be doing Torah and mitzvahs and still not be involved in the Olam HaRuchni. So the Bulvavi Mishkan Avna says something which completely throws a monkey wrench into everything that we've been doing and we may want to rethink about how we have been living our Torah lives. Not to rethink the Torah and the mitzvahs, but to rethink what are we missing? How, what are we missing? There's something missing for many of us. So he says as follows, an amazing thing. The Gemara says... <clears throat> Gemara says, everybody knows the Gemara, we quote it every, uh, you know, every few months. Gemara talks about, um, the Gemara c- compares the Jewish people to a rimon, to a pomegranate. Gemara says, Afilu reikonim shebohen. You remember this Gemara? Afilu reikonim shebohen. Even the empty Jews, even the, em- even the Jews who are empty, they don't have any, they're not, they're not bechlal holding. Even they are Malayim mitzvos karimon. Even, in other words, you would say that this is a positive statement for the Jewish people, right? Even the Reikonim Shabbat, even the guys, you know, they don't even, they don't even come to shul, they don't, they're not bechla, they don't, they don't learn, they're not, they're not, they don't do daf, no, they're not involved in Torah. But even they, they, they kiss the mezuz, they have a mezuz on, everybody have mezuz on the door, right? So they have a mezuz on the door, and then, and, and they, and they, and they go to shul Yom Kippur. Even their Malayim Mitzvah's Karimon, positive statement. So there was a Rav, it was a Rosh Hashiv, I believe in Panovich. His son is, I think, the, currently the, I think he's currently the, one of the Rosh Shivan Panovich, Rav David, Rav David, Rav Dov Pavarsky. His father's Rav David Pavarsky is the author of a sefer, of a set of spam called Musr, Musr Vadas, I think it is. And in Musr Vadas, Rav David Pavarsky, Rosh Shivan Panovich, says the following word. <clears throat> he says as follows. Let me find, I underlined this like three times so that I should always, uh, remember this Torah because it's quite fundamental and it relates to everything that we've been talking about last night of living a simchas hanefesh not a simchas haguf the Balatanya is talking to people who keep Torah mitzvahs people who don't keep Torah mitzvahs are not learning Tanya it's, it's written for his chassidim they're all they're all from guys and he's saying you have to learn you have to be a, your simchas they come from simchas hanefesh not simchas haguf who's he talking to we're all simchas I thought 
thought we were all simcha. Is that true? <clears throat> Do we get more simcha from things that are gashmi or more simcha from things that are that are ruchni? So look what he says. He asked the question. Why, if the Jews are Malayim Mitzvah's Karimon, are they called Rekhanim? <clears throat> yeah, that's an obvious question, right? I feel even the empty guy, even the guys who are, you know, the Oisvarfs, even they're filled with Mitzvahs. But if they're filled with Mitzvahs, then they're not Rekhanim, you're not empty. You have a, a peckle full of Mitzvahs. See, he has as follows. It's possible that a person can be filled with Torah and mitzvahs. I'll read you the line. Shalach yachaliyos. Shadam yeshbo mitzvahs rabos ma'od. Talmud Torah. Chesed. And he's still a rake. He's still a rake. He hasn't moved at all in his neshama. Yachaliyos. Shadam yeshbo mitzvahs rabos ma'od. Talmud Torah. Chesed. Ulam huadayin mugdar kareik. There was a mice about Reb Chaim where a, a, a big Talmud Chacham was by Reb Chaim. And someone came in, to, uh, a, poor, a, a poor person, you know, Reb Chaim. By, by Reb Chaim Brisk, the poor person always came first. The Amara always came first. It didn't matter who you were. And there was this big Talmud Chacham in the house of Reb Chaim. And Reb Chaim's house was filled with all different uh, stripes, stripes and sizes and people. And this person comes in starts asking for, uh, for, for money. And the Talmud Chacham, who... The, the story that I read describes someone who knew called Torah Kula. Tamachachim is almost like, like he says to the guy, "Don't you realize we're in, a, we're in the middle of a discussion in like a, a in a sugya? Like, you know, please have some respect." And Abchaim looked at him and he said, "Hafochba v'hafochba the Kula ba." Because you've learned through all of Shas, it's all inside of you. Look at this. You've learned through all of Shas the Kula ba. It's all inside of you. Says, and then the rest of the mission says, and what happens is such a, you'll get old, ve'en davar yotzimimena. In other words, you've gone through everything and it hasn't changed you one bit. You've gone, and the Chaim, you know, he just doesn't want to talk to him anymore. That's, that's, if that's what the Torah has done for you, that you can machavek with a, with a guy who's, you know, who's in a much worse position than you. So you haven't, there's an amazing thing. You can go through Kola Torah Kula, you could do Torah Mitzvahs, and you're a rake. Why are you a rake? Because it hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't penetrated into the neshama. It hasn't really changed us into the neshama. That we're, we're still, we're still basically, our main focus is still the gashmis. Our main focus is still, you know, how we look, how people think of us, all the ego. We call it the ego, the egocentric stuff. You know, the things that we think define people. We still look at people based on how much money they have, based on how they look. We still look at people based on where they live. All the stuff that we always say doesn't matter, but we know it matters to all of us. And that's the most important thing. Haraya, that's, you know, Rabbi Baum was just mentioning between Minchamar, I don't know if this is a three, four days ago, and there was a big chayla that came up where someone paid a lot of money to sit at the Mizrachvant. You know what the Mizrachvant is? You know, the, the Eastern Wall? You know, Ratevya sings the song, 
in uh, you know in, in after our rich men. He says and they'll give me a, a seat by the eastern wall. So they sit by the eastern wall, and then the shul did an extension, and his wall, <laughs> his seat by the eastern wall was now in the middle of, of the shul. He's like, hey, what's going on? So it's a big shiloh. Does he move to the front? He says, listen, you paid for that seat, so that's the seat that stays. You don't you don't get to move up. It's the most important thing where we sit. That that's what matters. You sit at the front. You sit at the back. You wear the hat. You don't wear that. So we say that we're ruchni, and yet, are we really, really ruchni? Do we, really, do, do we spend more time with the person who has more, who looks better, or not? So that's what he says. <clears throat> so the way the Rav David Pavarsky explains, it's a very important part. And the funny thing is, we had a friends of ours over for Shabbos. So they, they, they brought they brought some food. They brought, uh, I think, some brownies, which was very nice. And they also brought pomegranate seeds. They, they bought pomegranates, and there's a way, there's a way, I don't know how, they, they didn't tell me, they went, you knock it or something, right, you know? Sardin. Sardin, yeah, he said, <laughs> they got this in the sour from the Sardin, you knock it, all the seeds come out, and it was very delicious. And, uh, and what Rav Dabavarsky says is the pomegranate seeds, each one is its own individual Bria Bifnayatsma. Person does a mitzvah, person does a mitzvah. If it's not all for the same purpose of becoming closer to our neshamas, which eventually will allow us to become more holy, really more holy, more spiritual, more connected, more disconnected from the Olam Hagashmi, to see things as they really are, not as, they, as, way, as the way they as the way they seem. Because then it's just each you know each Torah, each mitzvah. Yeah, I have to do this, I have to do that. But if it's, if it's not creating a a Torah personality, so then there's, there's something wrong. You can still be a right. <clears throat> and then of course. <clears throat> He says as follows. Kol Gar, I'll read the I'll read the line to you. A person has to ask himself. Kol Adam v'Adam Muchrach Lasos Cheshman Nefshel Atzma V'Levdok. Person has to ask himself and check clearly. Ha'im Hamahalach Shal Hachayim Shali is my walk of life, the Torah, the Tefillah, the Mitzvahs. Are there any Mahalach that's going to bring me? And this is why I'm so taken by his sefer because it's something that we should be working on. Is this going to bring me to a Real physical feeling of the Kaddish Baruch in my life, not a theoretical. What does muhashis mean? What does that mean? Um, tangible. Tangible. If it's a, ta- if you can feel the Rebbe in your belly, because is, is every mitzvah getting me closer or bringing me to a more focused awareness of that? Oh, or maybe shema chas v'shalom hamaisim shali. What is maisim? My Torah, my mitzvahs, my davening. So we're just sort of going through the motions, and we're trying our best, but we're not using the right method because, you know, we've been doing this for 40, 50 years, and it's like, you know, it's not, if it hasn't happened, then we have to change the mahalach somehow. That's what he says. That's what the Tanya is referring to when he says here that the guf, the guf means the gashmi. It doesn't just mean, doesn't just mean your muscles. Guf is a representation of gashmius, as opposed to simchas hanefesh, which is ruchnius. That's where true uh, simcha comes from. We're not, and and we'll know if we're there if we um, if we start to not differentiate so much between you know different sects or different categories of people based on external factors. The more, as long as we are still judging or putting people into those categories. Then we, we're just, it's normal, it's natural, that's the way of the world, but we're not, we're certainly 
not there yet. So the Shainzels tells over a story right here where he says, and by the way, the Tanya is talking about this, that if a person, only if a person celebrating joy in his life through Simchas HaNefesh, can he reach a level of being the kind of the midst of Ahavta Rech as long as we're ego, e- egotistical, not in the arrogant way, but just in the gashmiest way, that's what matters. It matters is me, what's, what's the person being able to give me, then you can be kind of recha with the people that I like. Right? I can be recha with, with the people that are my friends, people that agree with me, or the people that argue with me, but not so, not so difficult. Listen, it's a hard mitzvah, this is, by the way, by, by the Malabavishes, they call this perik lev. Perik lev is the perik recha kamocha. It's easier to it's easy to love someone who's lovable. <laughs> the trick is how do you love someone who's not lovable, right? Or maybe the pasuk was only referring to people that you like. Maybe that's what it is. You have the recha kamocha, Rashi. That's only for the chaver that you know that, that are easy to love. You know, what about the people who aren't so easy? It doesn't. You know, there's like a you know prat. You know, prop for the person who's arrogant, prop for the person who's difficult, prop for the person who's, you know, who's, uh, you know, who's just not your style, not your type. <clears throat> so let's, uh, so let's try to figure out how, how do we get to this place called the Simchas HaNefesh. But he does say that that's the only way, let's look inside the third line, HaRezu Derech Yeshara V'Kala Lavoli Dekiya Mitzvah V'Yahaf L'Recha Kamocha L'Chol Nefesh V'Yishol M'Gadav Yad Katan. That's the only way. It's the easiest way, and it's the only way for a person to reach a possibility of being mekayim the mitzvah of yahafta recha kamocha to every single Jew, big or small, big or small. Let me gadol cotton. poor or wealthy, big or small, smart or not smart. Let me gadol. The only way is through simchas hanafesh. If we're if if our lives are gashmius, we can do tar mitzvahs, but our main life is gashmius. So then, our main life is you know the things that we uh, you know that are in this world. That we're not going to be able to possibly, uh, be mekayim that mitzvah of recha kamocha. You know, when cuts, you know, everybody knows that, um, Rev. Label Eger, who was the grandson of Rebbe Eger, became a chassid, a staunch chassid, a chassid of cuts. He actually was, he became the Reb, the Kutzka Rebbe, um, after Rev. Mendel Kutz passed away, and then after, uh, I think Rev. Tadak Lublin was the Rav of Kutzka after that, I think, and then, in Lublin, and then Rev. Label Eger was the, was the Rebbe in Lublin after that. But when he first left, when he first left the fold, as the Eggers would say, Shlomo Eggers, his father, was very distraught. In those times, leaving the fold and going to Chesidus was like, uh, you know, who knows what it was like. Literally like leaving the derech. So, um, they, they knew he, they found out he was in Kutsk. They told him he was going to Kutsk. There was a, I don't even know, it might not have been Kutsk at the time. The, 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 the Menachem Mendel Morganson, the Kutsk Rebbe, started out in Tomashov. And the, 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 um, the word went out to the whole world that there was a, there was an Asian Tomashov. I think there are Svarim that are written, Ash, in Hebrew, Ash Tomashov. There's a fire in Tomashov. I don't think it was, a, how big was the town, you know? I can't even imagine, these towns were like, you know, 800 people, including the Jews and the non-Jews, you know? But there's a fire in Tomashov and people were flocking to go to the Kutzker. <clears throat> and you know what the Kutzker used to tell them? Jay loves, Jay's not here, Jay loves this story when he would tell him what, what brings it up. He didn't care. He didn't care if you had, he only want, he didn't care if there were 10 people in his yeshiva or a thousand people. He wanted less. He didn't want more. So he wasn't scared to, to, to say, listen, what do you do? What do you, why'd you come to Kutsk for? What do you, what do you need to, what, what could, where, where, where'd you come from? He said, he came from, uh, you know, from Rodney. He goes, so what are you doing in Kutsk? Where do you go back? He goes, no, I'm here to find Hashem. He goes, Hashem doesn't, he's not in Leipzig? He's not in Leipzig? What do you, he goes, if you came in to find yourself, then we can help you a little bit. 
can find Hashem, you can find Hashem anywhere. Rabbi Eger, when they sent the Shliach from the Egers to find out what's going on in Tkats, why he leave, they came to Tkats, and they said, do you, they, they started, to, the Shliach was asking, do you know how Rav Label, how Rabbi Yehuda Leib, the son of Rabbi Shlomo, the son of Rabbi Akiva Eger? said, never heard of such a person. What do you mean? We, we heard that he was in Kutsk. Never heard of him. And they're asking around, asking around. And finally they found out, oh, you mean Leib Shloim Akivis. That's what they go, Leib Shloim Akivis. He goes, no, no, no. You don't call him Leib Shloim Akivis. You call him Rabbi Huda Leib, the son of Rabbi Shloim. He goes, no, no, no. And the, by here, it doesn't matter where you come from, who your father is, if they have the yichlis, whether they have the money. He was dressed like one of the regular guys. And then as the shliach is there, this person walks in, regular guy, you know, dressed in regular clothing, no rabbinic thing. And the whole chevra stands up. So he goes and he goes, why'd you stand up? Is the person a Talmud Chacham? He goes, no. Is the person an Ashir? No. He goes, so, so is the person a great Yichus? No. <laughs> so why are you standing up for it? The person's a non-of. So the, the, the Misnagid said, of course he's a non-of. He's not an Ashir. He's not a, a Talmud Chacham. He doesn't have Yichus. <laughs> the Shavius... That's what Kusk was about. That's what that's what the Balatanya is talking about. The Shavius. You think there are people who really exist like this? I know one. Yeah. My son was learning in Kalfara. Yeah. In the Shmir Shabbos Kolchasim. Yeah. And Rayver was there. Yeah. He says he looks like a regular Balabas. Doesn't wear a long coat. Wears a regular hat like everyone else. An open shirt. So if you look at him, you couldn't tell who he was. Yeah. But then after that, they a hundred guys would line up past him, shine like a dent. You know, Reb, um, Reb, I mentioned Rabbi Menachem Zemba was like that. Menachem Zemba was one of the Gedoli Hador, and uh, he was a Gera Chassid, and, uh, and he would insist on not sitting up by the dais. Even though the Gera Rebbe would call him up, he would insist by not. And then they started calling Rabbi Zemba, Rabbi Menachem, they said, don't call me Rav, just, they, they can't call Rabbi Menachem Zemba, you know, a Nachem God, you know. <laughs> so they agreed, I think, on Rabbi Menachem, you know, but Shavius, it doesn't matter, big, small, little, big, you know, little, so that's what he says. So, the, so what he's describing is that the only way to reach a level of Yehafzarecha Kamocha is if you're living a life of the Neshama, so then who's to weigh Neshamas? If you're living a life of Guf, so then, so then what really matters is, I mean, I'm, I can love you, but, but what have you done for me? You know, what, what have you done for me? Or, you know, you, we, we love someone because... They've done for us. Or, or we, 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 we get some type of nachas. We get some type of, you know, something to be gained from the person. You meet a Jew from somewhere in, in, in a different part of the world who doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you, who speaks a different language. Is there love there? And if there is, let's say you meet someone who disagrees with everything you say and is not someone that you, you even, is not your personality. Is there still love? Of course not. Do you know why? Because, because my gashmi, my body, my, my person, what I'm used to in this world, is very, it's coarse against that person. It doesn't, it doesn't stim well. So how, where, where can the Ahava come from? It's only when a person sees himself, his identity as his neshama, not his, not his, not his thoughts, not his emotions, not his possessions, but his neshama, that's when you can start talking about the Ahav Tarecha the moment you get to the level of the nefesh, the ruach, the neshama, so then, it, then it, it's not about the guf, it's not about gashmi. You know, in the world of gashmi, there's only so much to go around. It, there was there was a um, there was a um, 
was an eighth grade. My, my friend told me he was in a yeshiva. I don't know if this is a good story or a bad story. It's a funny story. I don't. The Rebbe didn't mean it, but he was, I guess he was being. So the Rebbe once said to the, you know, the kids were being making trouble, and I don't know, they did something that wasn't appropriate. So the Rebbe said something like, "Listen, do what you want. There's more olam haba for me. <laughs> you know, do what you want, more." In, in olam haba, in the world of the neshama, we don't have the same limitations. So we can all, we really can all experience the ruchnius, the, the top amount. And my experience is not going to be lessened. But but in Gashmi, so uh, if we're living, if if we're if we're attached to the Gashmi, then when someone has more, this kinna, taiva covered. That's all because we're attached to Gashmi. If we live in the world in this world, but a world of neshama. There's an old line. There's an old line. Um, it's not from a Jewish source. Maybe it exists there too. Um, that says the goal of a person is to die before they die. Have you heard such a line? Think about it. To die before you die. Maridik. A person can die before he dies. He's reached a level. What happens when you die? What? You know, not everything is stripped from you. It's nothing. What do you take with you? All that stuff that we thought was very important becomes very unimportant. So is it possible to experience that before that? That's a level. The concept is everywhere. We don't have that same lotion, but that's what it means. To be able to say the things that are not going to matter then. So why should they matter now? Well, because we're here. But if, if the goal is to for this to be a pros door, that I means we have to. That's sport, supposed to trickle in, and that's what then the Palatine is talking about. And that's the way to come to a place of Avas Yisrael. The Nisham is all, and this is this is even more amazing that the Nishama of every Jew is one neshama. It's all one neshama. It's the light coming down from the sun, and then it splinters out just because of the kli is you know has has you know so, so the things that are that are that are um, that don't receive the light of the sun they block the sun so they create a kli. So like we mentioned last week, if there's the sun's coming through this house, so this room will have sun, and if that door is closed, that room will also have sun. Two different two different rooms. But the same source of the sun, but I have light. In between the wall, there's no light. That blocks the wall. And in the other room, there's sun. That's us. I have a guf. So the sun, the light of the sun, the neshama, I have one aspect of the light of the full neshama. And you have another aspect of the neshama, the light of the sun of the neshama. And each one of us has a different light of that. It's the same thing. But we know that if we if we just opened up the windows and looked outside, we could wave. We could both look up and point and say, "Hey, look! We both come from the exact same source." That's what the Balatanya says. You can start to think about, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we actually can reach something in the world of Ahafarechakamach." We go, we literally come from the same exact place, same exact father. It's more, it's more close than a physical brother, a biological brother. So you both come from the same father and mother. Here, the neshama. The Gemara says that the the, 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 the the white part, whatever that means, the, 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 the loben comes from the father, the odem comes from the mother, and the neshama comes from the Rabbanu Shalola. So we want to understand 
you know, biologically, biologically, well, we look at the father, the physical father and mother, but neshama-wise, we look at the Rabbanu Shalom, because he's the one who gave the neshama. So if, there, if it's one neshama that becomes splintered out, I mean, that's really achim. Biological achim is almost like fake achim compared to spiritual achim. That's, that's real achim, because that's where the neshama comes from the same place. So it's like, we're really all brothers, MS. And you should know that you're also, these two people are also biologically brothers. As opposed to saying, these people are biological brothers, and you should know that we're also, all Jews are brothers. No, it's the opposite. All Jews are brothers, because we all come from the same neshama. That's the MS. And biologically, it's interesting that two people who are born from the same father and mother are also brothers. Amazing way of looking at Ahava Sisra. Doesn't come from that same source. Doesn't come from that same source. Certainly has something, something not from the same source. I imagine if you go back far enough, it all comes from the same source, right? But not not what we're. If you can look inside, I know I'm talking a lot outside, but that it, it gives some neshama to the words. Velachain haosim gufam ikar v'nafsham tefila. If a person makes the guf, the ikr, and this is what the Bulvavi was talking about. Person makes, if a person's a rake, a rake means that the ikr is the guf, and it's not the neshama. And that happens even with Torah and mitzvahs, but the Torah and mitzvahs are only for gashmius reasons. What's an example of, a, what's an example of doing Torah and mitzvahs for gashmius reasons? Well, everybody else is doing it. I, I, that's, that's, if that's what keeps you going, good, fine, okay. We're not going to say you should stop. Um, well, I think that if I do Torah Mitzvahs, God will probably shine His countenance upon me and, and I'll have a good year in the market. Or I won't have a bad year. Or I won't be punished. You know, schar. So that's, okay, that's a, another. But that that's important. That level is important. But that's still living Torah and Mitzvahs, Ba'olam HaGashim. So we're doing Torah mitzvahs, they're physical acts, they're physical acts, trying to connect to a spiritual realm, but our underlying purpose is for Gashmias. It's for this world. Even Sharb Olam Haba is also Gashmias, in a sense. Because it's also for a purpose that we think now, as opposed to something deeper, whatever that deeper is, somehow, somehow connecting to the neshama because it's the right thing to do because we want to do the Ratzon Hashem how do you get to that level yeah, but that's, uh, that's what we're trying to that's what the Tanya is talking about that's what the Bavavi is talking about that even the Torah and the Mitzvahs can be Gashmias where a person can do it his whole life and still be a rake why? because every single seed of pomegranate is completely separate from the next one because just like the Gashmias in, in this world everything is separate it has a, it has a different address as opposed to Nisham, where everything connects. Yes, Stephen, sorry. No, I mean, I guess the whole point of the book is about the levels, right, of the Tzaddik and, and the Russia. I mean, where would you put this level in, that, in those categories? I'm, I'm not about level. We have to talk about no, levels well, now. Yeah, I know. That, is that a Tzaddik? No, I, it's a for every... No, I don't think it's anything. I think it's... A tzaddik, a tzaddik, a bainani, let's right, say, let's say it's a Russia. Let's say it's a Russia. A Russia does have errors. Okay, right. fine. Right, Russia does have errors. But when he does mitzvahs, this is how he's doing it. But he also does averus. You know, right, right. it doesn't have to be that this this avoda can exist by everyone. The president can can try to attach to that part called the neshama, even though he's still 
slipping in many areas. Right. I don't know if, right? Does that make sense? Well, there's a, a continuum, I guess, right? I mean, yeah. Whenever, unless someone's in a... In I don't a, think it has to be that it's, you know, that yeah. this is only accessible to someone who's, you know, past the Russia stage, not a Bainan anymore, and he's on the way to becoming a Tzad. This is something, this exists for, this possibility exists for everyone, I think. I think. And then we go further. <coughs> Somebody who makes their goof the ikr and their nefesh into a tuffle. If someone makes the physical world their possessions, if that's the ikr, if that's the main thing, and the neshama is a tuffle, the Achva Amitis Beinayim. Person, there can never be true brotherlyhood. There can never be true love between people, between Jews and people, for that matter. Ella Hatulia Bedarva Levada. There will only be Ahava Hatulia Bedarva. You know, the Mishnah Perkei Yava says there's an Ahava Shetulia Bedarva. There's Ahava Sheena Tulia Bedarva. What's by the way? What's Ahava Hatulia Bedarva? My friend once said many years ago, Ahava Hatulia Bedibur. So you always have to be talking. Mm-hmm. That's a havatli b'dibur. That's a, t- a hava that's tolui only if there's, you know, you can't just, it's not a hava that's tolui on the being, it's a hava tolui on the things that are being mentioned or said or done. It's a hava of, of action. What have you done for me? I'll do for you. And it's, you know, it's, it's a very nice relationship because, you know, you take care of the house and I take care of the, you know, of the work and, and we, you know, we make everything, sure everything is clear. That's a havatli b'dibur. Means just it's about the neshama. It's not about the neshama is beyond, right? Beyond dibur. Of course, that's why Moshe. We know we talked about. That's why Moshe can't speak. Moshe can't speak because he's that person is attached solely to the neshama. He's a he's an he's an ish neshama ish alokim. that's a hava hatliyabadav. The more connected we are to the guf to the gashmias. The more there's going to be a tuya bedavra levada. I need things in this world, so which friend can supply that? Whether it's just someone to talk to because I need someone that's important, or whether it's you know someone I can do business with, or whether it's someone I can go to the game with. But what about what about someone who I can't do business with? I don't I don't need to talk to, and and so where's where's the have going to come from? And this also, what, what did Hillel mean when he said that? What did Hillel mean when he said that? In the, in the uh, not, not anymore, but IDT is, is moving back to the, to the old building. They, they were in the old building, and they're in their, in their building. Going back to Hackensack? No, 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 not that old. Not that old. Not that old. They're, they're, in, they're in 520 Broad Street. Then they moved to 550 Broad Street for five, six years. And now they're going back to 520. They're going to be going back to four or five floors, whatever it is. So when you walk in on, on the, you know, on the wall, when you first walk in, remember what it says? Uh-huh. Don't do unto others what you would not want to be done unto yourself. You know, on the bottom it says, you know, hello. <laughs> that comes from a half the reacha kamocha. A half the means don't do unto others. You have to the reacha kamocha, but what else does he say? Go? That's, that's called, what happens? Teach me the whole Torah on one foot. Everything else is commentary. Why? What about being, what about being Adam Lamakum? Even if you say Yahatha is the mitzvah of all Bain Adam Lachavera, fine. But what about all the Bain Adam Lamakums? 
So that's what the Tanya says. Now you understand. The only way to experience Baha'u'llah Kamalcha is to be a person of the Neshama. And that's the whole Torah. The whole purpose of everything that we're doing is to try to connect to that place called the Neshama. One might say to that place called Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Tanya says that also we're in Perak Membez. Is it Perak Membez? But no, no, not Perak Membez. Perak Membez. One of the Prakim towards the end, he quotes that line, Vistashtusa de Moshe Bechaldara Vedara. Which means that there's an element of that element of the Neshama called Moshe, called, you know, that comes out of the water, that's hidden, pulled out of the water from that hidden place. That's Kol HaTorah Kula. Ki Yisog Vishoresh Kol HaTorah. Why? Because the only way to reach Be'ahav L'Recha Kamalcha is to be a person who understands that the Iker of life is connecting to the Neshama. And that's the only way to accomplish Be'ahav L'Recha Kamalcha. Ki Yisog Vishoresh Kol HaTorah. The whole purpose of the whole Torah is what? L'Agbiyo L'Halos HaNefesh Al HaGuf Ma'ala Ma'ala. It's to raise the Nefesh over the Guf. We're not saying that a person should give himself lashes and crazy things. We're just saying that the Gashmias becomes, he becomes less attached to the Gashmias and more attached to the Nisham. That's what he's saying. When a person is in touch with that place, then he can start talking about Dveikas Bashem and drawing down the, the Hamshach of Orin Sof Baruchu. Kamashakasav Agamanda Ainu Mekar Nishamos Kol Yisrael Bahavi Echad Beechad Davka. The more piru there is, the more machlokas there is. I was just reading something on Rab Chaim. Says as the Chafetz Chaim said, you should run away from machlokas the way you run away from a fire. You don't have to think about pulling your hand out of fire. You just run. <laughs> just, just run. And why? Because Hakadosh Baruch Hu is one, and He can't rest only on a nation that is one. He's not going to rest in a in a place that's nifgam, that's detached. Kamash Kasev, Barchenu Avinu Kulanu Keechad, Barpanecha, Kamash Kasev, Bagamacher Barichos. Which is why the Arizal writes that before a person davens in the morning, he has in the, in the, in the Siddur of Nusach Arizal, you'll see, Hareini Mekabal Alatzmi Lekayim, Hareini Mekabal Alatzmi, Mitzvah via Haftalarecha Kamocha. Why? Because you can't say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alokeinu, Hashem Echad, without first <coughs> accepting upon oneself the idea that he loves every Jew. Matter of fact, they mentioned, what does the word Shema mean? What does the word Shema mean? That's an easy one. Here. Here. What else does it mean? Listen. What else does it mean? What? Right? It also means the, 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 um, the, the Sifri Chasidus, Chabad, quote, the Pesach says, Shol HaMelech gathered the people. He gathered the people. Vayishama Shol Esam. The Shema Yisrael means, amazing, the first thing you have, what, what are you saying Shema Yisrael? Who are you talking to? What's, what should be Kabbalah Salam HaShem HaShem HaLokeinu HaShem HaChad. What's, who's Yisrael? So, you know, people say Yisrael Saba, but why are you talking to him? What are you talking to Yaakov Avinu for? Shema Yisrael, who, who are you talking to? It's a, it's, it's the, it's the, what you have to, what has to precede Kabbalah Salam HaShemayim is Shema Yisrael. So this is what it sounds like by Chabad. Shema Yisrael, I accept upon myself that all of Klai Yisrael is gathered together. Shema Yisrael. 
Now, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Before that, there's no Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. It doesn't work, as the Tanya says. The Kutcher Baruch Hu, Lashari Ba'asadir Shechina, is not going to rest. And a Klai Yisrael, that's, that's, that's fra- we have a big problem. That's fragmented, that's, that's, that's cut up, that, that's in Machlokas, that's in Pirud. Yeah, won't rest. Everybody, everything's fragmented. Yeah. The whole world, everything's fragmented. Hashem's not going to rest there. So at least in the, I mean, it's, that's funny. I mean, everybody's fighting. So what does it mean if you say Shema Yisrael, but it's not real? In your mind, in your heart, Shema Yisrael, I have no, you know, almost like Tefillah Zaka, where I forgive everyone, I have no problem. A Michael, a person owes me money, I don't forgive. Remember that in people's eyes. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, you know, and the person still has to apologize, but I'm, I'm not gonna hold a grudge now. Whatever, however far you want to take this, I guess it depends where we're holding and, and the particular situations that, but that's what Shema Yisrael means, because Hashem, so the, the reason why we are Hatharecha Kamocha is the Ikr of the whole Torah, because the Ikr of Hatharecha Kamocha is to become a person who's attached and identifies with the soul. And only then can there really be a connection, because we know that every, we're all connected, we're brothers. So my brother hurt me, okay, uh, is, it, is there going to be machlokas within the family? So the Sometimes there is, the right? Delicious. I've heard. The yeah. Delicious book. Yes, on the Rebbe? Yeah. And, and one thing he says, it's really, really wonderful to take home. Yeah. He said that the, the, the Rebbe would be angry at something that somebody said, but not at the person. So, so... His opinion or his action is worthy of being angry. Very at, important, but but not at the person. Very important. That's why he got along with all these people, very all, the, all these different things. He gave so many different examples. Very important. Said. It's very beautiful. It's actually the second half. We're not going to do it tonight. It's I, that's what he's really referring to. All of us have Rios and Makar. We're going to see that he says because the Gemara says mitzvah l'sanos. Some of those are not very mitzvah l'sanos. Mitzvah to hate him. Hate. How does the time you're going to talk about hate after after such a parrot? So if you look at the next line, how do you hate? It's such a strong word, hate. But God, not only that, but you can tell your Rebbe to hate him. You're allowed to tell the Rebbe, listen, it's this Talmud. You should know this Talmud did this and this and this wrong. Lashon Hara. Okay, maybe the Rebbe. So they say, the Rebbe will know how to deal with it, hopefully. The Rebbe will know how to deal with it. So let's let's continue with that next week. Let's continue with that next week. But that's the sort of Kolotoro. So again, how the Tanya is going to explain the mitzvah of Sanoso after such a wait, wait, the Ahava, the Ahava, such a Hava where in the soul. So who cares if a person doesn't have his soul? His soul doesn't is never touched. So why should there be a mitzvah? So that's exactly what what Ravelli was just saying. Yeah, the action mitzvah of Sanoso, but the soul, the soul is never touched. So we'll discuss that more next week. It's an amazing concept. Yeah, it's, really it's very important. You saw it, and, and when you see it, yeah, it, it, it's, you look your own mind yeah, and yeah. say, you know what? No, there's the person, and then there's the the action. Yeah. Person and the action. Then we'll see next week. Okay, so let's um, let's right. to, to do to do this. We'll take another half hour. So we'll stop here and we'll continue. Uh, Mitzvah you know, Shem. Yeah. A friend of mine was in Chile and he went to the Chabad there. Yeah. And he said that they didn't stay for all the meals because it's long meals. He said it was amazing that they would sit there for three hours and not once. All the Hebrew who were around from all different parts yeah. of the world did they ask them what they do for a living. And it's funny because when you meet someone, you have to consciously hold back from saying, and what do you do? That's right. You know, My friend who just made Aliyah a year ago, from Tinek, told me, he wrote a long letter to a whole several friends about 
trying to give us chizuk about making aliyah, etc., etc. And he says, and one thing that you should know, he goes, we've been at hundreds of meals in our community. It's, it's to our, it's to our detriment, I think. And the first question is, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Because he's been to meals, he meets people, never asked, never, who cares? Who cares? Why should you? Because know? we want to. What? Do you, well, I, I need a doctor. Is that why I'm, I need a doctor right now? So my hand is hurting. Maybe you. Ha- maybe you'll be a hand surgeon. I don't want to speak to you. Okay. So it's, listen. It, it, you're allowed to ask if it's coming from a. But often it just comes from that gut reaction of of almost like a comparison. Mm. You know, and that's a, that's a big problem. So I think that's a. So in Eretz Yisrael, this is what he told me. He says where he lives in Efrat. He's been to met, met hundreds of people. Never once was someone asked what he does. What does he do? I don't know. Shkayach, <laughs> 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 thank you, Reb Steve, Reb Nee, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.